Hey, this is Bez Stone. And this is Freya Dietrich. And welcome to the Infinite Relating Podcast. Hello, everybody. Hey, welcome back to Infinite Relating. Yes, we're finally ready. We just started recording for two seconds and our our little pug bonnie who's with us every recording was not in the room yet and we were like well i guess she doesn't want to be here this time <laughs> and then i literally hit record and then she came to hear peter better, peter better. <laughs> so now we got bonnie. now we're really ready now we're really ready yeah and today we want to talk about change 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 in relationships yeah i know we we, we were yeah i feel like this topic is always relevant because now we're you know over half a year into both of our infinite relationships. I'm not counting, but yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> I'm counting. I know our anniversary. I celebrate it every month. I like it. I feel um, so much resistance. It's great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I think it feels it feels exciting and honoring. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what this is. Sure. I'm not going to direct. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> well, regardless of whether you know how long it's been, it's been some time. <laughs> it's been some time. It's been some time. Yeah. There's been evolution. There has been evolution. And I can see that for you, too. Like, yeah, totally. Like, Max and I met and pretty much got together and fell in love a week later. So yeah. there, is, there isn't as much, like, whereas for you and Lee, there was a much more, like, a friendship phase and, like, a, you know, there's, you've known each other for years. Yeah, so. and I never know, even when I talk about it, I'm like, when we first got together, no, we were together. When we, when, t- when, when things changed, when right. we mm-hmm. became partners, when yeah. we started having stuff, whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of that. like a sweet, yeah, I really appreciate it. It's very different from any, yeah paradigm I've ever experienced in that way before totally yeah yep yep I love that and I think that this feels really relevant for us because it's been some time however long that is and things are still changing and it's fucking great and that's (laughs) so important because I think we've been just in our communications this week you and I talking about how yeah like even after months even after years even after a lifetime together how with infinite relating it never the, the goal is never to like arrive at a location yeah. that then you stay at forever because that's just not how life works yeah I mean I think that's the <laughs> and anything I think that's like the biggest thing I've been speaking to the last couple of weeks in any of my growth is you know we kind of come to this place where like when does it get easier when am I when am I going to stop hurting or struggling and we're like there's there's no destination that we never get there mm-hmm. there's no such thing as there especially if we're really interested in growth. Yeah. There's just, there's, we have new tools and new awarenesses. And so hopefully when you, you hit those, those, those downs, there's less, maybe there's still maybe some hurt. There's still maybe confusion. There's lessons to learn, but hopefully there's less stories that create suffering, that yeah. linger, that, that create chaos or disruption. Yeah. We move through things more gracefully, maybe more gracefully. sometimes or just quicker. <laughs> yeah, just maybe more more compassionate to myself. Yeah. I feel like it's a big thing. I was like, yeah. even when I'm in it, I'm like, oh, I I can be in it. I can be struggling. I can be in the muck, and I don't have to beat myself as hard right. as I used to. That's and that, so good. That feels really important. Yeah, and I feel like we've both talked about too how we are gaining security. So I think I'm I think I'm interested. Maybe a place to start is just I'd love to hear and share about what's changed in your <laughs> relationship, or how have you changed, or how have I? I yeah. Like what's what's like what's that like from a personal level oh, yeah, yeah I think it was really fun and we discussed this week and for some reason saying it out loud saying it aloud to Lee saying it aloud to you and now saying it out loud in a bigger format <laughs> it feels scarier it feels like I'm yeah. bringing something really precious yeah. like 
I'm showing this like really precious thing and, and I, and I'm afraid it's gonna, that it's fragile and it's going to break. Mm. And that story, I don't I think the whole, the beauty is that it's not as fragile as mm. I once thought, but what I've been feeling and really excited about. And then I came to you, I was like, Oh my God, I, I, I feel secure. I think yeah. this is, this is mm. security in a relationship and not because we've made any promises or because we're moving in together or there's, we still don't really talk about the future together a lot. Um, at least not past a week or a month, but we've, we've gone through some challenges. We've had some hard feels, we've triggered each other. And ultimately in through all of that, even if, if I'm in it and I'm like, I don't even know how we get through this. Like how, yeah. how do you get through when we both are hurting? And, and the big thing is, is I trust that we, we love each other. Mm. I trust that we really like each other and want to spend time together and I trust that we care that we care about the way we treat each other when we're moving through the hard stuff Mm. you know that we we really we want to love and support each other we want to grow together we're not the old stories of projection and blame yeah they're just they're not interesting they don't serve us they're not interested I mean they might they could they they're still in there They'll, they'll flare up but it's not even an interesting story to explore it's like Mm. the curiosity is like here's this human, actually here's two humans because I don't, haven't, you know, I haven't discovered all myself yet either, but here's this other, <laughs> you know, like just every yeah. time I'm like, oh, but here's this human that I haven't done, done this deep work with before. I don't know how he, how he handles this type of conflict or handles this type of challenge sure, yeah. or, or even what his desire is in moving through it. And so again, for me, it's my favorite is always curiosity of like, I wonder, I wonder how we're going to go through this, mm. but but the big thing that I've really been feeling this week that is really exciting is um, is just is trust, trust and security. We, you know, we've kind of, we're moving out of that, like, at least for, you know, I was like, I want to see him all the time. I want to be with him every night. It feels really good to be in his arms. And I'm like, I don't care if that sounds scary, dangerous. I'm just going to yeah. say yes to desire. And with his new work schedule, there's we're seeing each other last they're scheduled more scheduled time apart mm. and I used to I used to like feel the anxiety especially during the day when he's not available to communicate I would feel more anxiety of like do I have to manage this do I have to like right. he's not responding so am I supposed to be doing something to make sure the connection's totally. alive right yes. like which is like <laughs> one another another principle like no I do not have to manage it if something's alive I share and I reach yeah. out and I trust that he can manage his bandwidth and he will listen and he will read when he's ready mm. and he won't when he's not. And mm. it's not my job. I don't have to, to manage that. But mm. now to get it, I'm not running those stories anymore. And I was, and I, you know, I didn't hear from him. I don't hear from him most days now or not very much anyways while he's working. And, and I'm like, Oh, I, there's like, there's no, the anxiety has gone mm. that, that desire to kind of manage it, to check in, to make things sure things are okay. I'm like, of course things are okay. This yeah. man adores me. Oh, I and, love that. Yeah, it feels really, and I adore him. And then when I see him, like, it, it's confirmed. Like, the way we look at each other's eyes, the way we hold each other, I'm like, yeah, this is, we are, we are moving into a different phase that feels really, mm. really good. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, and thank you for sharing this that feeling of security. And I really honor the vulnerability of that and... I think it speaks to a lot of different things in terms of, well, first of all, that security can be gained over time, you know, with, through infinite relating and through presence with each other. And 
you know, as we also learn to trust ourselves, or I'll just say, as I learn to trust myself, navigating successfully situations where I like how I'm showing up and I like how mm, he's showing up mm-hmm. and I like where I'm putting my attention and focus. And I like that I'm not putting it in other places that drain my energy. For example, I, I'm starting to, I trust myself so much more too. Yes. Um, in terms of like, I'm not going to get super reactive at least very often. And I'm not going to pick fights or get critical or manipulate, yeah. you know, things that I, I used to do in the past. Um, and also we're getting to see over time, like how they, how our partners behave and what, what sort of their values and their habits are. So I totally love that security can happen. You know, it, yeah. does, it does, we, we do, that's part of change is that deepening happens, more security happens, trust builds. Yeah. And I appreciate what you were saying too about this admission that you feel secure being so vulnerable because <laughs> it does feel fragile. And that reminds me of a bunch of things. I mean, one is definitely what we talked about several episodes ago with the upper limit idea. Absolutely. That like, oh my God, if I admit that I'm actually comfortable yeah. in my relationship, I'll like jinx it. It's, well, like, yeah, yeah, we'll jinx it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, something bad will happen, mm-hmm. right? Because you can't so boldly show that you're at this new space that is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like that ties in really well to the theme of today too, which is like, how can we enjoy the state that we're in as much yeah, as possible and right. appreciate it for what it is because it won't last. <laughs> and it's not that, you know, oh, I'm secure for today and then it's all going to go to shit tomorrow or like I'll be anxious my whole relationship or, you know, I can't, I trusted him today, but he's going to become untrustworthy tomorrow. It's not, yeah, you know, right. I don't think that that's not the level that I'm talking about at least. But, you know, Freya, I, I had an experience this week that was very funny because was I was so much fun. It was so much fun to like watch it in live. I know. I sent Freya. I was driving around doing some errands or something. Popped on the voice memo, text like messaging Freya. Oh my god, I feel so secure in my relationship yeah. with Max. Like, I mean, we just got back from a vacation several weeks ago. We've literally like never had a fight in our whole relationship, which is we've had some moment. Really, only one instance of extreme like dissonance, but it wasn't. We never yelled at each other. We don't criticize each other. You know, there's just so many things that I've done yeah. so differently in this relationship. And we went super deep on our vacation together, which I'd like to also talk about in a little bit. Um, and literally since then, it's been three weeks. And I was like, I don't think I've had an anxious moment, like wow. really at all, like hardly at all. Like I've just been feeling, it's been like creamy, delicious. <laughs> like I think when I was... Um, I used to talk about this with people in the past when I was a sex coach. I'd be like, it's just like when there's cake everywhere and you're in that phase of relationship where like, anyway, you turn, you're like, oh, this is so delicious. And like, let me take a bite of this one. And then you turn the other way. You're like, oh my God, this is amazing. And yeah, we've been spending a good amount of time. Like the other night he was here and I was like, I'm so glad you're so into me because I'm so into you. And he was like, I'm so fucking into you. I'm so glad you're also into me. And we're just like, oh, you know. It feels so good. It feels so good. So we've been in that phase. So I'm messaging you being like, oh, my God, I just don't know when I'm going to feel insecure again. Like, I feel so safe and happy and comfortable. And, like, my heart is wide open and there's no, like, when I scan my body, I just feel, like, completely at ease, you know. <sighs> yeah. um, and then literally that night. It was like a couple hours later. <laughs> a couple hours later. I was dying. You're like, I wonder what's going to happen. I was like, yeah, I wonder what it'll be. <laughs> and then I called you and was like, I'm fucked up. <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh. And 
we moved through it, and um, yeah, I don't know. And how it was it, real. Like, yeah. That I mean, that's yeah. the thing. It, it's yeah, because yeah, there's no there's no destination. It's mm-hmm. yep. It's yeah. It's gonna keep happening, and like it'll just keep changing. And so I think that I really love that concept because without like it's not like I feel the need for it to be dramatic or to go through cycles of like pain and then pleasure right you know like I don't have any preference or I maybe I do I probably <laughs> have a preference not to go through the pain cycles if possible but you know I, I don't I don't want to make it sound like change is the same thing as drama because I think Ooh, that's really important yeah I'm someone that used to create a ton of drama in my life and a lot of crises and a lot of like kerfuffle about things and a lot of adrenaline. Like, yeah, the excitement. Yeah, because I thought that was like aliveness, you know, and I didn't understand what full aliveness could feel like. That's not gossip. And, you know, like I right. think we revert to these things. We want to feel a rush, but it's, instead of doing it through like a healthy behavior, you know, I used to do a lot of that. And so I think that's also something that shifted on our vacation, 100% shifted on our vacation, is that we shifted from new relationship energy, which I know we also wanted to talk about. Yeah into something much deeper. And do you want to talk about NRE for a minute? <laughs> sure. Well, I, I actually, and it's funny because I just sent Lee a message this morning. I'm like, wait, how long does new relationship energy last? Are we still in it or are yeah. we out of it? Um, and I think it's the big thing. It's like the big rush of chemicals that that our systems are flooded with in the yeah. beginning of a relationship and everything is bright and shiny. And we don't, every, we, there's no flaws. There's just like beauty and quirks and we're so excited about every part of them. And, and it is, it's a very physical chemical reaction yeah. And I think both of us, you know, Bez and I, as in the beginning of these relationships, there was a part where we almost, like, resisted it a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, you could feel, we would kind of ebb and flow with, like, surrendering to it, because it's so goddamn juicy. Right, getting lost like, in that new romance. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And there's a part, like, I, you know, I, it was part of the change. Like, yeah, enjoy that. Like, just enjoy it. Yeah. Just maybe don't get so lost in it that you're moving in, you know, in, within two weeks and, like, right. completely changing I've your life. <laughs> I've totally done that. that I mean, yeah. that's the biggest thing. <laughs> I think it's it's to, to recognize it and to just, like, in, appreciate it, enjoy it, and be in it, and rise in it, and, like, yeah. you know, rise in love, and and just, like, watch the big decisions. Don't make, don't make any big yeah. changes in your life until you kind of get through to the other side, and I feel like we're both kind of peaking or cresting over to the other side where it's, like, I still feel there's still that, like, yummy aliveness, and, and I think there are ways to kind of stay within that that excitement and that curiosity if, if you're staying in curiosity I think the challenge is when people move they sometimes get into like well this is who they were when I met them so this is who they always are mm-hmm. so now I'm creating these stories but if we're always if we trust that we're dynamic and they're dynamic and we're staying in that curiosity I think there's some sweetness in that new relationship that we can continue oh, yeah. to go without like you know losing our head or creating the drama that you know totally. that we can confuse as passion yeah. um so we're kind of moving into this new space where, yes, there's still that like thrill of this this human that we're so in love with, and we're excited to learn more about them and learn more about ourselves and the way we navigate with them. But we're we're cal- coming into a little bit more calm. We're we're kind of some of our energy and those chemicals are are calming down, and we're we're moving our energy back into the rest of our life mm-hmm. that you maybe sometimes put on hold when yeah. you're in that new relationship energy, and so it's it's navigating this like sweet balance. And I think that's where you really start to feel the security. Yeah. Is you're kind of, you're off that roller coaster of high emotions of that chemical. Yeah. Flood of endorphins. Totally. And I, yeah, yeah, which is so, which I love that 
in this relationship and just with it, with the backbone of infinite relating for me, I'm able, I think in the past, or I know, I would just be like, okay, I didn't really understand the concept of new relationship energy. I guess people call it the honeymoon phase. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was just like, okay, I have about two good months, and then it's going to go to shit. <laughs> right, then you and, really see each other. Yeah, then, oh yeah, my, my monster's going to come out, we're going to fight, yeah. they'll see a part of me they don't like, like, you know, I can't sustain this, being on a pedestal like this right. for very long, which is true, you know, because if we're on, if we put someone on a pedestal, we're not really relating with them for who they actually are, and there's no, there's no, like, true connection there, it's just a different type of relationship. Yeah. And I love that this time... Yeah, so I really feel like it was on our vacation where we made the shift because I think up until then, being in this honeymoon, new relationship vibe, like kind of the the very exciting part of it was like, oh my God, you're real. Like you exist. Mm. Like this person exists that I match so well with that I feel so much like soul resonance with. We have the same values. We get along so well. Like we have incredible sex. Like, you know, all these things. So that was like, kind of the glowing light between us was like, oh my God, is this, is this actually yeah. happening? How can this be real? How can it be this good? And then after, you know, six months, I think it had been, it was like, yep, this is real. Yes. <laughs> okay. This is real. Yes. It can be it this can good. Be. Yes. Yes. We're here. We're doing it. And so to c- try to continue that, oh my God, is this real? You're so amazing. I mean, I still tell him he's amazing all the time, but like to try to prolong that actually, you know, would, would be false. You know, it wouldn't, it would feel like effortful and kind of like panicky. Like, oh my God, I have to keep the same level of, you know, passion and amazement that I had at the beginning. Cause like, I don't want the honeymoon phase to be over. You know, I don't want to go to what's next. Cause we have this image that what's next is like, he's watching TV and I'm in there cooking. (laughs) Then we like, are kind of like, how was your day? It was good. Okay. You know, it's just like the dull, the dullness of what a lot of us saw growing up or what we've had in our past relationships where like we did lose the magic, you know? And so what we did was I felt that happening and I did get a little bit panicky because I was like, okay, like we crested the wave, you know, like we crested that cycle. And so now what do you do? And this is also when we have no education because all the movies end right when the couple (sighs) gets together. So you're like, yeah, what, what do you do? What, yeah, they go out on their high and totally, everything's wonderful. Exactly. It's like, what is the thing? And what happened was we ended up having this just incredible conversation on one of my favorite beaches in the world, Tunnels Beach and on Kauai. Well, it was actually high on a beach, but um, they're connected. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, yeah, we just went super deep. The moon came out. We talked Ooh. for like hours in, in the dark, but it's warm there. So it's just beautiful. And, and we went deep. And I was like, oh, this is not necessarily like, oh, that's the order of operations for a relationship because there is no order of operations. You know, every relationship is going to be different. But I could feel like, oh, this is what makes it, this is what makes it just as interesting as it was two weeks ago, two months ago when we first met. It's because it's like, wow, like I'm getting, we're getting to a deeper, like I'm getting to see different parts of you. We're exploring new things, new like layers that got peeled back, like this beautiful flower onion or whatever mm. that's like okay the outer layer we peeled it and now there's a new one you know <laughs> it's like fuck yeah like there's yeah. all this new stuff to explore um that is more vulnerable and more personal and more um emotional that is just so enthralling to me yes and I can feel how that's I think the problem isn't that 
new relationship energy, the honeymoon period ends, because it will. It just has to. And and it's actually kind of nice. Like, we've talked about that. It's like, okay, I'm not in this, like, crazy hormonal rampage. Yeah, there's, like, an anxiousness to it. It's mm -hmm. a fun anxiousness, but it's still a little bit of, like, yeah. Right, you're not sleeping. You're about sex all the time. You're thinking about them all the time and what they're doing and what they're thinking about. Yeah. Fantasizing, whatever. Yeah, so it's not so much that 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 ending is the problem but it's more that we don't historically or I haven't like replaced it with something just as interesting yeah and that's, I mean, that's it yeah. yeah just as interesting mm-hmm. or even more or even more yeah yeah, yeah I think I think that's it because there's this like at least from, from my old past like is this idea of like once that's through yeah then then you just kind of have to accept that you've lost it and now you're into some right. yeah, not very interesting new mm-hmm. phase of like I have to trade um desire and passion for security and and i don't think it's not necessarily trading it it's just like i said it's like finding a different flavor of it yeah which just is a little it's a little bit more chilled out in our system which which is nice it's just it's nice which is sustainable yeah, totally it's, it's the now we're into like the marathon of relating as opposed to just like the sprint mm-hmm. which the marathon is going to include little little sprints but it's just not going to be that all out all the time yeah yeah, and I feel like there's this quality where I feel more relaxed, and so I'm able to offer, like, deeper gifts to mm. each other. We're able to offer deeper gifts to each other, maybe, because, yeah, there's just a settledness and a comfort and a trust where, yeah, like, that yummy feeling is actually, like, sinking deeper into my body. Yeah. As opposed to in that very beginning stage, yeah, there's a lot of up upward energy of, like, it's high and, like, wow, like yeah. you are saying, it's like, woo. <laughs> and then as it, you know, as the longer we t- were together and, and still really just, like, exploring so amazingly, I can just feel it, like, wow, it's sinking, sinking into me and I'm, yeah. like, widening and deepening and, you know, these really yeah. other really cool feelings that, that feel so good. Yeah, and I know, I, for me, I've really been noticing... Like, you're talking about, like, the deepening layer of getting to know our partner. And what I'm discovering is I... Because I haven't really... I haven't been in deep partnership since my marriage. So that was yeah. 12 years ago. Because I've just been so protected. Yeah. I've been in really beautiful relationships, but I just haven't gone this deep. And I am being surprised by, as I disarm, what's coming up. Right. What type of triggers, what type mm. of wounding. And that it's safe to bring all of this to my partner and that oh my god I get to be loved even in these really scary tender places yeah. and trusting we're in the beginning it was like oh shit he's gonna see this part right I can't show you that yeah he's gonna see how mm. broken I am and this is mm. it this is like the part where he like runs away yeah. and now there's a trust of like oh my god no he he really loves me here too and and so I it's inviting me to love myself in those places yes. where I wasn't even you know able to look at before so it's just yeah, it's this continuing love story of like falling in love with my partner and falling in love with myself more, more deeply. Yeah. As we navigate. Oh my God, my brain is stuck on this worksheet, and I think I want to go find it really quick. <laughs> you can pause. pause. Yeah, I'll be right back. All right, I can't find it. I'm really sad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we just looked through a lot of places. But what the worksheet's about, it's from Gay and Katie Hendricks, who are some of my original teachers about relationship. We will, I will get a copy of it somehow because it has much more detail than I'm about to talk about. And I, I want to see it now because it's finally relevant. Or it's <laughs> finally, I know, finally <laughs> but I, it feels very relevant to me right now. Right. But it's about like the progression of relationship and they're just incredible. They've been together 40 years at this point, 30. It's been a long time. 
And they're one of the only couples in the world, honestly, where I want their relationship. Like, I would look at them and be like, I want what they have. <laughs> like, That's I would actually want to be in that relationship because, yeah, oftentimes when I would see other relationships, I was just really clear that I'd rather be alone than do what they're doing. <laughs> Especially in longer relationships yeah, like that. I usually totally. cringe when you're like, mm, uh, yeah. okay. And so this on this worksheet, I can picture in my mind, there's this series of waves and um like you know like waves ocean waves yeah and the first one is um is something like you know essence reveals itself and that's when you meet Mm. so when you meet you actually can see someone fully because their filters aren't up their anxiety's not up their they're showing you their best self, you know, like kind of those, and, and like you haven't triggered each other yet. Right. So like you actually do fall in love with who someone really is Ooh. because you can see them and, and you're showing yourself to them. And you you're showing your goals. Yet. Yeah. You haven't started projecting. <laughs> yeah. And then the next wave comes in this worksheet and it says essence is obscured <laughs> and it goes through these like seven steps that descend downwards so that in the beginning, you know, I don't know how long this cycle takes, but it could be years, months, decades. I don't know. And maybe it just keeps on going deeper. Right. But you actually are descending into territory where essence does become obscured because like you're saying, we start projecting on each other. We start triggering each other's past. Yes. Childhood wounds, you know, things that come up because of the intimacy. And then there is a moment. I remember them talking about this in relationships. There's many moments where you actually can't see each other anymore and you can't see who this person really is. You can't see their essence. You can't, you forget why you fell in love with them. I mean, I've a hundred percent been in, in partnerships where that happened, um, and I think that's very normal. And I appreciated this worksheet for kind of normalizing that. And then it took the waves up again so that it was like through, you know, examination of stories and through, you know, revealing. And this is why I wanted the steps. Right. Actually, I was going like, to say, like, what do we do now? I know. Now we're scared. And then, and then the last wave was essence becomes permanent. And I loved that because wow. it was like, you know, through the process of falling in love with someone's essence and falling in love with my own essence. Cause that's yeah. another, another thing that I am a huge believer in is that another teacher of mine who I've talked about before, um, Robert Johnson, who wrote a book called inner gold, which I've probably also talked about before, which is amazing <laughs> and really changed my life. And he talks about how when we fall in love with someone, we are actually often projecting on them and we're seeing some of our divine qualities mm. in the other. And that's why we feel so much resonance is it's yeah. not just because this person has something that I'm lacking. It's actually because they have something that I also have, Wow! but I haven't necessarily brought it into the light yet. Right. Like it's a part of me, a brilliance of mine. It's, it's usually a very good thing, like a sexiness of mine, a playfulness of mine. I love it about this person. It's, I love it so much because I also have it. Yeah, it's my it's the gold as he talks about that I'm also carrying, but I haven't embodied it yet. So I need sort of a guide, you know, and our lover beloved can be that guide towards who we really are. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see those two things kind of coming together. We're like we fall in love with our own essence and with our beloved's essence. And then essence gets obscured as we keep going and trigger each other and project. And then as we rise out it then becomes a space where I actually have gained self-awareness and self-mastery through my relationship. Right. And these parts of me that I used to just show someone at the beginning and kind of be like, yeah, this is me. And then as soon as it was a couple months in, I was like, ah, now I'm fucked up and it's not me and not who was I and I don't know. Right. And here's all these other parts of me. Here's all these other parts of me. Yeah, Yeah, totally. It's like, oh, I can actually live in that embodied state of my essence self. Um, because it's become safe 
Yeah. So I'll find it, this worksheet. Yeah, it sounds really great. I know. I want to check it out. It's a very simple thing. And I think that's why I didn't keep it because I was like, this is just like eight waves with some words under them. Interesting. (laughs) And I was like, "Eh, I don't need to keep that one because I have a lot of paperwork from all the workshops and stuff I've done. And I feel to me, like the most interesting part is like, okay, when you get to that bottom and everything's obscured how do you get yourself out? Because I think, mm-hmm. I think like one of the things that we have that's going for us, um, Bez and I in our partnerships is we are starting these relationships in, in infinite relating, right. like they are new. And so it's, so it's easier for us to kind of keep our eyes open or to catch ourselves when we're like, Oh, what, you know, I was projecting or I was, I was, I was triggered and I just associated and I tried to blame like even last night I was like driving to dance and I was like I was getting bitchy and I'm like I just want to fight I could feel that in me like I was like cranky and I was like I'm ready for a fight and were so, you in the car together you and Lee? no luckily oh, we were right. going separate because I was like I can feel it I'm like fuck I just like I want to like Ugh. and so so luckily I like was able to recognize that before I saw him and then we went to dance which is nonverbal and actually we did get to fight but we just like got to fight like physically I didn't you know right. which was a much Dance, dance, dance fighting dance way, yeah. in a creative way, <laughs> in a very safe, sweet, loving, just like exchanging, exchanging weight and kind of, yeah, yeah having, so that felt really good because yeah, I could feel that like, like it, it, it would have felt really good to start a fight with somebody in that mm-hmm. moment. And so, but, and, and, but we're in, because we're in this newer relationship, I, I feel like I have this advantage where I get to investigate these a little bit more. I'm in the practice of investigating before engaging with my right. beloved, yeah. where when you're in a relationship that you've been in longer and you are in that place where you're already obscured, it's, it can be so much harder to get yourself out mm-hmm. of there. Partly just because it's, I think it's for me, I think in the past, like it's so much harder to even initiate those conversations mm-hmm. of like, oh, you know, I I recognized I was doing something that had everything to do with me and my wounding, and nothing to do with you, or maybe a very small percentage to do with you, yeah. and I was projecting, and so I think it's really interesting to kind of like find out like how do we come from being obscured mm-hmm. back into this place of like, oh, I want to see, I want to see who you really are, I want to see yeah. who I really am in this, yeah. That's why we need the worksheet. <laughs> I mean, I think we have the tools. Yeah. I believe that we have the tools. No, it's just one worksheet with like eight waves on it. And that's the only that's way. All. Everyone that's else, all everyone's need. doomed until they have the worksheet. No, I, I absolutely agree with you. And I think that um, I remember being in therapy in, in a previous relationship where we were, you know, it was years and essence had very much gotten obscured mm. and I remember the therapist asking us because I haven't been to that much couples therapy actually ironically I've done a lot of like personal growth workshopy coaching programs like I have a couple coaching certifications and but I haven't been to a lot of couples therapy and I remember him talking about bringing us back to like why did you fall in love like yeah. what do you love about this person and I was like I don't want to talk about that I want to talk about our problem right like we're having a problem right now which is that he's doing this and he's doing uh, this and he's doing this yeah. and I don't like it and I'm I've been wounded and I'm upset and I deserve to be treated well totally yeah. oh my god <laughs> such a pathology of mine and so yeah and the guy was like well let's just take a moment to like talk about why you felt like what was it what was it like when you fell in love like mm. what did you what was the thing you most enjoyed about this person and I had so much resistance to talking about it and cause I, but then I remember saying a few things and being like all right well <laughs> that is true and 
he's looking a little better right oh, now. That's and really sweet. You know, I do, I do remember that. And I love that. It's like, that's the essence. The essence that I fell in love with is who that person really is at like their shining center, yeah. you know? And it's not that they're also not, they're wounding and they're also not, don't have annoying qualities. <laughs> like everyone does, you know, but like there's, I think that is the game. A lot of the game is like, how can we stay more authentic with each other, you know, yeah. and more in that essence place as opposed to going on these benders of like, <laughs> I'm going to operate completely from, you know, my past trauma. Yeah. You know, and that's where like the criticism comes in and the um, manipulation, you know, like all right. of those things are very non-essential uh, not reflective of who I who I really am, like at my core, you know? And I think that one of the things that I think Infinite Relating could support in this process is that there's so much that you and I do all the time on bringing it back to ourselves. Yes. You know, anytime there's something going on, it's like, okay, what's going on for me? Right. You know? And I think in this particular, it was like essence was obscured and the majority of the focus of mine in the past would have been on him. Right. Well, his, I, he's being a jerk. He, like, everything he's doing He wrong. used to be so great, and now he's not treating me well. And, like, he's annoying, and he's doing, you know, not picking up after himself. Or he's not showing me his emotions, and I can't, you know. Like, all these criticisms, instead of really turning it to myself and being like, where am I at with, like, my essence self? Like, am I acting Holy. as the, like, godlike being that I truly am? Yes. <laughs> like, am I embodying my gifts right now? Like, probably not, you know. <laughs> I'm probably not doing that, and... And so being able also to keep that, to be much more interested in healing myself as opposed to he him healing himself. Like, that's really not yeah. my focus, you know? Yeah, and I think it comes back to this, like, this, like, this notion of sovereignty. Because, like, as long as I'm focused on all the things that he's doing wrong to, like, fuck up this relationship and, and make my life miserable, right? I, I am in victim mode because I can't... I, I actually have no control over any of that. Yeah. I only have control over my experience. And I'm probably not even connected to my experience when I'm in that. So it's like coming back to like, what am I really feeling? What am I really wanting? What am I really needing? Why why do I want to be in this relationship? Right. Am I just sustaining it because that's what a successful relationship does and that's what I'm supposed to do? Mm -hmm. Or like coming, finding back, like why do I want, why do I want to be here? And so yeah. what, it, so that, yeah, it's that sovereignty. And it's like, so when I'm able to connect back to my experience, and then I'm able to connect to what am I capable of doing? What am I, how am mm -hmm. I capable of like shifting my perspective or what small behaviors or conversations can I have that actually acknowledge this is, this is my life. This is like my one big adventure. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm responsible. I'm like, I'm in it. I'm feeling, I'm getting all the sensation. I'm, I'm, I have all the feedback of what's going on in my body. Like I am the one who gets to direct this. Yeah. And so that, yeah, to to go from that because yeah, when we when we get when we're hurting, we're we're taught to really to really focus or we're trained. I think the condition is to tr is to focus on all the ways that they're hurt they're hurting us, right? Not that way that yeah. we are just yeah stuck in some story or cycle or pattern or mm -hmm. of our own creation. Yeah, and, I know that is so that is so interesting because yeah, and it's not and we talk about this a lot. It's not as if we can't. Um, you know, request changes, pull away from someone who's treating us in ways we don't like, like set up boundaries, leave the relationship. You know, there's lots right. of other, there's other um, things to do. But yeah, that, that I was thinking as you were talking, it's like, well, I actually, I don't know where I'm going with this. So we'll see Ooh, how this goes. But, but I actually like, 
am a victim to my to any to every other single person's actions because I can't control them. Right. And that's kind of the true definition of a victim is someone where like something's happening to them and they don't have any power. Right. You know, and that's actually true. Like yeah. in in an exalted way, maybe there's a better word for it. I don't have any power over my partner's actions. Doing? Like he's going to do what he does. The world's going to do what it does. You're going to do what you do. My yeah. dog does what she does. Like that's just how that goes. Like, and every time, and I think like the victimhood mentality that is so uncomfortable for everybody that I know, you know, for me at least is, is remaining in that position of like all like of fixating on everyone who's impacting me right. and how I have no power instead of rising and knowing like it's true. Actually, there's right. a truth that I have no power over someone else's actions and I'm a 12-stepper. I go to Al-Anon, and I love it. And I use step one all the time, which is admitted we were powerless over alcohol and its effects on our lives, and our lives have become, uh, become unmanageable. Mm. And I think about this all the time with um, everything, not just alcoholism, but also with a friendship or a conversation I had with someone that was rough or anything to just my kids, like things I'm worrying about, to really just do a step one and just be like, <laughs> my life feels unmanageable because I have no power over this situation. Yeah. Like I actually can't control, you know, what my daughter is interested in, what she likes and what she doesn't. And there's compassion. What I really feel in this step is the compassion, the compassion for yourself. Yeah. To be in this. Yeah. Yeah. And the like insanity of trying <laughs> to like control things you can't control. Like that's right. why we feel crazy. You yes. know, that's literally why. Is because it's like I am attempting to do the impossible, right? And that's why we have get my the relationship anxiety and relationship insanity is like I'm literally trying to do something that's not possible, right? Because there's that acceptance of like when it comes down to it, you know, I am at the effect of everybody around right. me. Like right. that's just how that goes. Yeah, like, there is no way to man. There's no way to manage the whole world. No, and you, you know? can you can use that and like connect to what you're feeling and your experience and needing, and then ask for collaboration but right. really we don't get to control if this other person is going to meet you there no ever not at all yeah and I did a big post about this on Facebook and in our infinite relating podcast group a couple days ago about how my partner doesn't owe me anything yeah. like nothing and someone wrote nothing and I said nothing <laughs> that's so scary <laughs> I know but it's so liberating it's so great to be in it but the notion is so scary uh, but god yeah to think that your partner only ever does anything or meets you or loves you or treats you in a certain way because that is their authentic desire, mm -hmm. not because that's what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for me to not treat my partner like a service provider who's <laughs> supposed to, like, do things I like and not do things I don't and, you know, that. behave in certain ways. Yeah. And, and even the idea of, like, my partner's, my, you know, my partner's not supposed to hurt me. It's like, people hurt each other all the time. Like, yeah. that's not necessarily, that, that's, for me, patently not true. I know that's, you know, everyone has their own, their own levels of how, how they, what brings them peace. But right. ironically, it brings me peace to be like, to sit in squarely in reality as I see it and know that I literally can't control other people. Yeah. And since I can't control other people, that means that they're going to do whatever the fuck they want, whatever they think is right. And my real desire is to align with other people who have similar values as me so that we happen to like want to do the same thing and want to treat each other with the same level of what we call respect. But that's just what I call respect. You know, someone else thinks respect is totally different than right. what I do. Right. And it has a lot more, mm, I don't know, self-sacrifice or service or, or some, some type of, yeah. Yeah. There's just so many ways. I mean, to some people, respect is like 
not sharing their truth because it's hurtful. Right. You know, like, like this, this truth would be hurtful. And so like white lies to a lot of people are, are very respectful, Yeah. you know, and then for others of us, it's like, no, that actually feels disrespectful for me. And other people are literally like, I don't want to know all these details. Right, <laughs> like, right. I don't want to know if you flirted with someone at the office. Just like, don't tell me. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And some and people that feels really like are comfortable them. with the gray areas. Mm-hmm. I am, yeah, I'm not. And I, I really like, and I don't remember where this is from. I, and I apologize. <laughs> okay. But the, uh, but the, it's like the, th- the three gatekeepers for your truth. Is it, or for sharing? Is mm. it true? Is it necessary? And is mm. it kind? Mm. And if, if, if it qualifies for two of those, mm-hmm. then then I, I want to hear it. Yeah. If it doesn't meet two of those, you know, like sometimes, like think of like some of the fleeting like thoughts in your mind totally. that maybe maybe just could be hurtful and are probably only true for a moment. Maybe I don't need to hear all of those. But if it if it's you know if it's right. one of, if it fits three two of those three things, I is like it true? That. Is it necessary? Is it kind? Right. Then I want to know. Or right. or we've talked before too. If you are having a physical response to withholding this information right if it's that alive i want to know even if i'm going to find it hurtful yeah totally yeah but yeah like i said we all have very different tolerances i know some people who are so happy in their relationships with knowing very little information and that's just like what works for them yeah and great i i love that we can honor Mm -hmm. all the ways that we operate and i just understand that that would not yeah wouldn't work for me yeah we went really off topic. But that's did we? <laughs> did we? And we always find our way back. We, we always find our way back. back. Where, where did we start? Change. Change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember. Oh, but I do remember we were talking about um, <laughs> different tools for how we... Rise you out know, of how that. we rise out yes. of the essence is obscure, and I think that's what we're really going on. Coming back, but I really like I like this wave model of Gay and Katie Hendrix's in terms of like it moving. You know, it's a moving wave. Yeah, where the essence arises and it, it obscures and it comes back, and you know, it's in motion. And we were talking about this before the podcast that one of the things. Again, I I tend to find bald truth very comforting mm. because that's just my personality. Um, and have we talked about this on the podcast? Like, I remember in therapy when my um, therapist was like, you know, I was getting in touch with my inner child, which was very new for me because I previously was like, I don't have one. That's stupid. <laughs> you know, like, I didn't have a childhood. Like, why are we talking about this? And so now I'm, you know, more in touch with my inner child, which has been really powerful. And, um, you know, in a moment of hurt or feeling abandoned or something, my therapist was like, you know, maybe you could just sit with that inner child, you know, in your mm, mind and then mm-hmm. tell her that, you know, there'll always be love in the world or you'll always love her. And I tuned in and I was like, no, my inner child doesn't want to hear that. Actually, she wants yeah. to hear you won't always feel loved, but you'll make it through. You'll always have other resources to pull on. I'll, of course, I'll always be here, you know, as right. best for myself. But yeah, I really remember this moment where, where my inner child was like, don't lie to me. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be lied to and be told that someone will always love me or that I'll always feel feel loved. It's like, no, there'll be times you feel very alone and and that's okay. Like, you'll actually be strong enough to make it through those times. Yeah. feels much more empowering and relaxing for me than like, don't worry, like, someone will always love you. It's like, yeah. no. Yeah, because you know, that, that feels like bypassing. It does. Yeah. For me. I, no, I agree. Yeah. It feels, Yeah. And so we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, or before we started recording, this thing I'm really hot on, which is that the past is over and can never be regained. <gasps> See, we're coming back. We're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> 
because that brings me immense comfort because it's true to me. You know, it's true that time moves forward and there's actually no way to go backwards at all. And I think our culture can often feel sort of obsessed with going backwards. Like we want to be younger. We want to be fitter. Like we want to make our skin better. We want to like, you know, our obsession with youthfulness. And then also what we talked about with the honeymoon, new relationship energy period. It's like, how can we cling on to this? Right. You know, and not let it go. And then I used to be a sex educator, like I've mentioned, and I would talk about that a lot in sex. People would say to me, couples, they'd be like, it was going so well, you know, in a sexual encounter they were having, they were turned, she was turned on and he was feeling confident, whatever. And then something happened and like, ah, how do we get back there? Like, how do we get back to where it felt like one minute ago where like <laughs> you were moaning and I felt like a sex god, you know? And it was just like, I would always tell them like, you can't, like you can't right. go back actually. That's and. And giving up that goal of trying to regain a past high is like one of the most liberating things that I've done in my own psyche. And instead, the new game is not to try to go back there and regain what was great and have that same feeling because you can't. Well, you can have the same feeling, but you can't have it just like that because it's it's over. Yeah. Yeah. But to instead find new peaks, you know, see what's going to happen next. Like, Like you said, employ curiosity and get excited about like, okay, like that was epic and then really enjoy it when it was happening, which we were also talking about at the beginning of this podcast. Like, you know, that was epic. I really, I was just, wow, that was such an amazing moment when like you were moaning and I felt like a sex god, you know, like, whoa, like to really like let that come all the way in and let myself really experience, drench myself in that experience. Yes. I know it won't last. And then the next moment it's like, I have a coughing attack and she has to pee and then it's like, dude, what happened to the sex, you know? But it's like, okay, then we'll see what happens next and it'll be right. something else, you know, quirky, amazing, awkward, weird, wonderful, yes. or scary. Like, I don't know, it'll be something. And then we'll see, we'll be present with that. And yeah, for me, just eliminating that goal of thinking like the past must be regained has mm. been, um, has really helped me embrace change. Yeah. And, and knowing that the past can't be regained yeah. so like it's just a it's just another kind of futile pursuit that keeps me stuck yeah because I think it's like the one of those stories that like we should ourselves and then we, we create this like discomfort and suffering yeah. like yeah well we were this and so I should as a as a good partner as a good right. lover I should be doing what I was doing or providing yes. the same joy provi- whatever and it's like no actually we're in this new discovery all of the time yeah really yeah wow it's just really making me like feel into how how in the past I've really seen relationships as as like a destination like once mm-hmm. you get into partnership that's just like where you're supposed to be and you're right. supposed to try, try to keep that that the whole way through and and they're not like maybe on the outside they are yeah but on the inside they're just like so many layers of of challenge and frustration and really how how much more exciting it is to be in a constantly evolving relationship with yourself and yeah. with your beloved like it's just Oh, yeah, because otherwise it's static, stuck, we're stuck in a rut. And ironically, you know, this is when humans are so sweet to me and cute. We're all so cute. (laughs) Is that it's like, well, I don't want to be stuck in a rut. You know, I'm going to go to therapy to get out of the rut. I'm going to divorce my partner because we're stuck in a rut. And like, I don't want to be stuck in a rut. But then when it's like, okay, great. The way to get out is to continually change and transform. People are like, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do all that work. Or that's terrifying. Like, I don't want to, like, what? You mean my partner's going to want things they didn't want? Yeah. a year ago and I have to adapt to that like no I, I want to I, I that's that's too much you know for me and then it's like okay we'll go back to the rut it's like oh I don't want to be in the <laughs> rut so yeah 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 it's that paradox mm-hmm. 
I like change better than ruts. I love, oh, feeling, yeah. like, for me, like, the word stuck. When any, if I feel like I'm stuck in any type of, like, that's when the, my internal world starts to really panic. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah, and even, and even, like, we're trying to be, we're trying in these old paradigms to be stuck in something that's good. Like, we're yes. like, oh, that was so yummy, it was so good, I want to hold on to it. Yes. But, but holding on to it creates that stuckness, and it, yep. yeah, and those, those, those peaks cannot sustain. They have to move through the way. Yeah, and, totally. And I do notice, like, when I get through the other side of these challenging moments of, like, oh, my, this, it feels good in, like, new nooks and crannies in my system that I maybe didn't even know, yeah. like, could receive attention or sensation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm thinking of this quote that I want to end the podcast with, but I'm not going to stop recording. I'm just going to look it up on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> because, um... I would like to attribute it to the person that it's it's meant to. Yeah, you're really good at remembering who said what. Oh, sometimes. No, it's really impressive, the recall. Sometimes. And I, and I think it's a great great way for us to get our resources. Okay. Oh, gosh. I don't know how to say this <laughs> name. Heraclitus? It has the word clit in it, so I'm totally distracted. Okay, he must be Greek from a long time ago. H-E-R-A-C-L-I-T-U-S. Heraclitus? Yeah, let's do it. Let's say it. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) He said, no man ever steps in the same river twice, for it is not the same river, and he is not the same man. Ooh. Boom. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the show. Hang out with us more at infinite-relating.love and stay infinite.